Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2Xers, Bill Kasky back at the 2X Podcast. I've got a controversial topic today. Yep, controversial. Half of you are going to hate this. The other half of you are going to love this. I don't know which half you're in, and you probably don't either. So how about we just start? We just finished our five-part M&M series on marketing, mindset, method, message, and mechanics. And I hope you enjoyed that. I've had a lot of really good feedback about that. I think any time we can put something into a framework, it helps us to assess where we are and where we are falling short. And I'm not, I don't want to always be the one that comes to you and says, hey, you know what? You need to shore this up a little bit. You're falling a little short here, pal. But I want that from my coach. I have a coaching group that I belong to and also a coach that helps me. And I want him to say, you're not thinking about this right. And it's very I don't know, it's almost inspirational when someone catches you and says, you are not doing that. That's not the right way to go about it because it it really focuses you. So I don't want to be the one that always says something's wrong, but I do want, as your coach during this 2X series, I want to help you get better because that's why we're doing all this. That's why I'm spending the time doing it. Hopefully that's why you're listening to it. Today's topic has to do with technology. You know, we shoot a fair amount of video at our company, and we're going to be shooting more and more, and it's real tempting to get all consumed with the gadgetry and the uh, iPhone iographer holder that, that is a rig that helps you film with your iPhone and the microphones and the lighting, and it's really tempting to buy all of that stuff. But the fact is that a good video requires a good story which has nothing to do with that. And so it's tempting for me to get all excited about the the tools and the gadgetry, even though I claim not to be a gadget guy, probably secretly I am. But it's better to say, what's the story we're trying to tell? And that requires thinking and creativity. And I believe it's the same thing in 2Xing your business. I think it's easy to say, well, what gadgets do we need? What tools? What is our email software? What kind of email intelligence can we get so that we know exactly when someone opens the email? What about our, our uh, proposal templates? Uh, can, can we improve that by putting it into a software package where we know exactly when someone opens it and who they send it to? Now, what about our CRM? You know, CRM t- is a huge thing today, and Salesforce and Pipedrive and uh, Zoho. I mean, there's just there's hundreds of them. But here's the problem. The problem is that when we lose focus from the quality of the interaction with our customer, and it becomes all about the 
efficiency with which we close the business, I think we close fewer sales. I think our closing and conversion percentage goes down. Plus, definitely the interaction quality goes down because we're not focused on that anymore. So I want to give you a few. Uh, you may not agree with that. You may say, no, Bill, the CRM is the, is the gold standard of our business. It's the, it's the biggest asset we have. We know exactly where everybody is in the funnel. And I grant you that CRMs are important. Don't let them take precedent over the quality of the interaction you have with your prospect. Uh, that's all I'm saying. So I thought about, well, what kind of advice would I give to a uh, client who I felt like was a little bit, I don't know, too uh, overly focused on, the, on all the tools? And I've got five things here that I think would help. And so I'm going to give these to you. And you won't necessarily use these in all circumstances, I understand. But at least it's a framework you can use and maybe a checklist, if you will, of, uh, of how to continue to keep the quality of the interaction top of mind. Number one, plan rapport. Plan rapport simply means as you're talking to somebody or getting ready to call somebody because something pops up on your CRM and you have to talk to them and it's time to call them back, don't forget to plan in a little rapport. And rapport doesn't have to be 30 minutes of you talking about your weekend and asking them about their weekend, if it's a Monday. If it's a Friday, it's a little bit late for that. But uh, it, but but just give me 30 seconds of, hey, Bill, how's it going? Tell You know, I hope I didn't catch you at a bad time. How's life in Indianapolis? What's happening? You know, it, just a minute, just a minute to make you a real person. So you're not just calling and saying, hey, Bill, how's it going? Uh, I had Monday on my schedule here to call you back, popped up in Salesforce today and just wanted to give you a call and see where you were on things. Well, how warm is that? That's awful. I, here's what I know. When you do that, I know you really don't care how things are going. So don't ask me that question. If you're going to pump right into your Salesforce pop-up task list stuff, don't even ask me how I'm doing because you do not care. You do not care. So I want you to plan rapport into that call and just plan for 30 seconds of it and mean it. Don't just ask about the stuffed head, the animal head on the wall. Don't, don't ask about that if you really don't care. So plan a little bit of that. Number two, be vulnerable and resigned. That means I want you to be resigned to the fact that there may be nothing here. Don't be hopeful. Don't expect anything. Why would you expect anything? You haven't talked to this person for a week or five days, or you don't know what's happened in their life. You don't know if they're going through a divorce, if they're going through a bankruptcy, if their child just got arrested, if their child just won some kind of a national award and they're getting ready to go to the event. You don't know what's going on in their life. So anytime you have this, this expectation and this hope for them when it comes to you, you don't have all the information. So I like to be vulnerable and resigned. And so instead of saying, hey, this was my day to follow up and just wanted to see, just wanted to catch up with you and see what you were thinking about. I would say, you know, this was our day. We talked last week about getting together on Monday. I don't know if you've even had a chance to think about it or not. And the person will probably say the truth, which is, you know what, Bill, I really have it. But now that we're talking, let, let's, let's spend a little bit of time. And let me share with you where my thoughts are. I mean, they're going to say that. They're not just going to say, nope, haven't thought about it. See you later. Bye. They're going to be respectful and say, you know what? I really haven't. But now you've met them where they are. You don't want to meet somebody where you are and expect them to be where you are. They ain't there. 
They're where they are. So you have to move. You have to meet them where they are. So the way to do that is to be vulnerable, to be resigned. Look, I don't know if you've had a chance to think about it. It's been a couple of weeks. Sometimes I find people forget that I even called. Do you even know who I am? Have some fun with it. Number three, keep them okay. There was a book written 30 years ago, 40 years ago, called I'm Okay, You're Okay. It was written by a guy named Thomas Harris. He was a doctor. And it was a pop sensation at the time. And I still find it to be one of the best psychological books on interaction between people. And it basically said that you are doing one of two things to your prospect or to your audience when you're speaking to them. You're making them okay or not okay. You're forcing them down the left side, down to not okay, where they don't feel good about the interaction, or you're helping them to feel really good about themselves and the interaction because you're in it. You are always doing one of two things. Rarely will you say something that's neutral, that doesn't have any impact on them. Now, I don't want you to get obsessed about this and and fret about every word, but you need to make sure you're not making them not okay. And the way you do that is when they say, no, I really haven't thought about it much. Well, it must not have been that important. I thought, I thought we talked about you thinking about it. Now, I know you would never say that, but that's an absurd example of someone who's, you're going to make me not okay if you come back with that. But if you come back after I say, yeah, I really haven't thought about it, Bill, say, like, I understand. I mean, you got, you got other things in your life. This is, not, this is not the biggest priority. I understand that. So can we talk a little bit about where this fits on your priority scale? Is it anywhere in the top 10? And you can have this conversation now because you've kept them okay. Number four, make sure you see their perspective. We do everything in our lives through our perspective. And that's understandable. We're all, we're all focused on ourselves. But in sales, you have to focus on them and their perspective. What is their perspective of the sales process? What's their perspective of their pain or problem they're trying to solve? What's the perspective of their goal or objective they're trying to achieve with this product that you have? So continue to see their perspective, even if you are five calls in, six months into the process, in the 11th hour, I don't care. If you're not asking them and checking in with them and saying, so where, what, what are you thinking on this? Tell me what your perspective is on this. Give me some input on where we are. What do you think I should be doing differently than I'm doing? Always be asking their perspective. I wouldn't even say it's their opinion, although probably one and the same, but I like the word perspective because it, it gives people a chance to share a view, a point of view. And that's what I think we're really after here. Okay, so that's number four. Make sure you, you keep focused on their perspective. And then, number five, and only then, can you suggest a course of action? So you've, you've established rapport in the plan, you've, you're resigned, and you're keeping them okay all the way through, you're asking their perspective, then you can say to them, look, here's what I think might make sense given where we are in this. So if you haven't had a call with a person for a couple of weeks and up it pops in Salesforce and you've got to call them back and it's, it feels a little uncomfortable because it's been so long, I think you should go through this process, just, just establish a rapport, keep them okay. And then you can say, look, based on what you just said, here is what I think we should, how, how we should proceed. One, we should do X. Two, we should do Y. Three, we should do Z. What do you think about that? And when you do that, 
Now you, you have met them where they are. You've suggested a course of action. I don't think you can allow them to suggest a course of action because they're not going to know your process. You have your process that hopefully is designed to take them from where they are now to where they want to be. And that is critical that you own that process. You are the guide and the Sherpa on this journey. All right, so I hope that helps. Make sure you don't use the tools just as something that's going to create efficiency and effectiveness. Make sure you pay attention to the quality of the interaction you have with your prospect or your client. See you next time. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.